I always back myself and it's not easy. Um, I definitely think that I've felt a pressure here the last two weeks that I've honestly never, ever felt in my life the way it's been lingering on. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. I'm delighted to say Davey Burke, the Ross Common Manager, is with us, but I'm also sorry to say Davey Burke, the Ross Common Manager, is with us. Because, uh, <laughs> if you weren't, you'd be preparing for a big game this weekend. Um, how are you doing? Uh, all right, lads. Uh, I wouldn't say the mist has fully uh, gone just yet, but uh, yeah, yeah, disappointed to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have you watched the game back? I haven't, would you believe? Can't bring myself to win. I, I, I don't know how we lost the game, so I can't bring myself to watch it yet. So I'd say this weekend I'll get around to it, Jared. So. Yeah. Uh, so your thoughts aren't fully formed then on what happened oh they're fairly clear I'd say no 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 yeah look I have to watch it back to review to get get into the real detail of it yeah but oh god we were in complete and utter control for for 34 minutes the first half 7 points to 3 up Um, Downey Smith got injured and he was playing his best game all year for us and uh, it just seemed to be a turning point then we went in 7-6 we got really rattled in for 5 minutes by Cork in fairness to them they pushed up on our kick and really rattled us Uh, went in 7-6 we needed half time after being in complete control which is crazy really Uh, and then came out in the first 10 minutes the second half again and Cork really rattled us again in the f- first 10 minutes so um, um, but we showed great resolve got back into it and everything else but it was that 15 minute period really we, we just lost control of the game for, for, for some reason um, Is that the, is that just does it happen in games against teams who are as good as Cork and basically all the teams are at such a similar level at the moment that like um, it felt like this is going to be one of those years where somebody can actually just catapult from that tier up to actually winning it. Yeah, it did feel like that. Yeah, it did feel like that. And I, I still think that, that Cork team could do it. Um, they could absolutely do it. Like Monaghan are there, Armagh there, kind of all in that bracket. I would have thought, kind of like the second tier, whatever you want to call it. So um, yeah, I absolutely. St- well, one of them at least is going to be in a, it's going to be in a semi final at least. You know. So uh, yeah, no, there's definitely an opportunity this year. To, 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 I think we're all in one big heap, chair, to be honest, which I think no one really knows. And is that why you're as sick as you are? Because <sighs> Opportunity missed, isn't it? Absolutely opportunity. How many more chances, like, you know, are these was coming as going to get? Am I going to get to, you know, be in all our quarterfinals, etc.? So, yeah, it's, it's, it's sickening. Yeah, absolutely sickening. A lot to remind you of, the, of the, the, obviously, the last couple of minutes. Tough to, to think back to them, but I think there's a moment, certainly on the TV, where I think it's maybe Eddie Lohan points, has the three fingers up. Nine for two, back to him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, two back to him. Yeah. But I think he's saying, so there's obviously three minutes of the four injury time left. And from what I gather is he's saying there's three minutes to hold on to the ball here and get a get a pop shot off at the end. That was my take on it. I don't think he's telling the players how many minutes are left. I think he's saying here's the, here's how many minutes you need to hold on to the ball and literally seconds later, of course, that Conor Daly, whatever happens, happens. Yes, when Eddie, yeah, you're right, you're, you're right. But it was it was about seventy one fifty when Eddie put the three fingers up to me. And I turned around and if you watch it back, oh, I yeah, put two, two fingers back up to him. And said, I thought you that. meant you're putting two other fingers up to no, him. No, 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 no. I know. Me and Eddie are tight <laughs> now. But um, um, so there was two minutes left. Literally, the clock had just went to 72 at that stage. And within, before I turned around, the whistle was blown for Conor Daly for travelling or throwing the ball in the air or whatever the, the infringement was. Um, but we were absolutely trying to hold the ball for at least another minute, get it into the 73rd minute or so, work a scoring opportunity to kill the clock. Essentially, you know, not give Cork an opportunity. That was exactly what we were trying 
trying to do. Uh, and you'd back, uh, we we had scored from ten ten of them setups. We scored eight times against Cork. And we would for doing it all day for fun, and you'd back us every other day to do it again. And just unfortunately, looking, Conor Daly is one of our most comfortable ball players. Mm-hmm. So uh, look, how do you legislate for these things? Do you know what happened? That was that an inf- do you know what the infringement was? I, I'm led to believe my, my chairman uh, went and spoke to the ref after the game. I think he he done him for throwing the ball. So if you watch it back, I think he think he I kind of popped the ball upwards. So if you're hopping, the, he took two solos in the before, and if you're hopping the ball, I think you're, you know you have to be downwards. Yeah. Whereas I think Connor just got, got caught in two minds and popped the ball up. Now it did hit the ground. I'd say it's very grey, lads. I'd say it's extremely grey. And sitting here yeah. in not in great form, it doesn't have the greyness. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, it's very grey. And referee was a good bit away from it and everything else too. But your luck. Mm. Yeah. Um, can we talk to you about the keeping the ball and getting the shot off at the end? Because you became something of a lightning rod for uh, the state of the nation and hmm. the state of the game after the six minutes. Something, yeah. Yeah. Um, what? How conscious were you first off of the debate, and then secondly, I want to talk to you about how you developed that because it's incredible to be able to do it. But go on. The debate afterwards. Did you pay any attention to it at the time? Oh, we'd, we'd, we'd good crack about the debate afterwards, to be honest with you, Jerry. I, I, I thought it was very, very funny. I thought there was a complete overreaction to it. Uh, we all went out and seen loud to give an exhibition on what not to do against Dublin. In Leicester final, we were sitting there preparing for Dublin in two weeks' time, and uh, you kicked 50-50s into Dublin all day long. They'll destroy you. Like, they'll absolutely destroy you. So we made a conscious decision. Well, we're not going to give them the ball back too often. And when we do, we're going to make sure it goes dead. So uh, we, we worked on a plan to hold the ball. Had we worked on to hold it for six minutes? No. You know, but if Dublin don't want to come to the party, well, what are we going to do? It's always up to the underdog to go give them the ball to make these players look like brilliant footballers. You know, why can't they come and chase us? And they didn't want to do it. So we held the ball. And we ended up kicking a brilliant score with Kieran Murta, who was a brilliant footballer. So, you know, if you give Niall Daly time on the ball, he ain't giving it away. You give Dave David Murray, they're brilliant footballers. We've some serious brains across our middle eight. Like, and now didn't work in the seventy-second minute against Cork, but still, uh, we have some brilliant footballers there. So Dublin didn't want to come to the party and didn't want to come out and press us. So what are we going to do? Kick the ball into them? Well, I, I do often wonder about this because um, it, it felt to me like there was uh, kind of a, an upstart. Who who do these uppity Rothcommon folk yeah. think they are? Coming here and doing this, this isn't in the spirit of the game. I'm like exactly, yeah. this is what Tony Gall did, and they won all Ireland for it, and everybody hates them, you know. Mm-hmm. And respectively, and look, as a Kildare supporter, yeah. all the years, it's like, should we not be doing a bit of this? Oh, absolutely, and I, I did see the following again. Lots of teams tried to imitate it, Jerry, and they kept the ball away too easy, and kept getting hurt on it. Because you can't, you can't just decide that you're going to do it. You have to be working on this from last November, and you need footballers. You need, you need serious footballers. Like where we might, if we lack pace, we have serious ballers. You know that kind of way. So there's a trade-off there. So you have to be working on it. it's a plan, and you have to have serious discipline. And sometimes a gap, you might think the gap is on, but you actually don't take the gap. You might probe to come back out of the gap because you know you're running through trap or whatever it is. And so the, the reaction was ridiculous. It was, and it was a real case of that. Who are these? Upstarts, young fella managing them, coming up from Roscoma, we'll 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 show them kind of thing. You know, like I, I it was wrong really to be honest. Loaded nothing about no it didn't it didn't take an ounce out of us and to be honest with you. You've obviously done the maths on it, as in, because uh, even what, what the Mullen Kildare match last weekend, I think Mullen had the ball at one stage for three minutes, lose it, Kildare score, but then at the end they obviously get the winner from a from a period of possession just before uh, the game is blown up. So you've obviously done the maths and, and realised this is something that pays off more more often than it than it doesn't. 
Yeah, absolutely. It does. And, and look, we, we adjust week to week. You see against Sligo, we didn't hold the ball. We went out and kicked, all, kicked the ball all day to go and, and hurt the Division 4 team. You know, as simple as that. So um, we, we won the game by 10 points, kicking 121, I think 117 from play. So, you know, each week you have to adjust, lads. You know, simple as that. So, uh, yeah, we've done the maths on it. If you give top, top teams, now you're talking the Dublins, the Carriers, you give them boys the ball. They're going to hurt you. Mm. Simple as that. And we're watching week after week. Look at Kerry on the loud last week. Like, look at Dublin on the loud. Like, like what do people want? Do we, we're trying to make the game more competitive. We're trying to make the game more equal and we need to be tactically innovative to do that and, and, and you know and that's my job is to make my team as competitive as I possibly could How hard was it to get the team to the level where they're so you say they're ballers but obviously that requires intense work and they have to trust that the work is is, is um, beneficial and they obviously did because the, the fruits are in, in that point and you know they did loads against Cork mm. you know and it nearly won the game against Cork and now he wouldn't be here today but anyway uh, <laughs> like how much work is that what's your training like that allows the team the confidence to be able to do that under that environment and that pressure it's like yeah, if you're coaching anything, Jerry, it's just repetition, repetition, repetition. You must go and do it and do it and keep doing it. And 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 you can put variety in it to keep lads fresh, but ultimately, lads, we want to do this. We're practicing this, so let's do this in training. And you you put 50 men behind the ball or whatever you need to do. And how do we break it down? And how are we going to probe? And how are we going to find the gaps? And when are we going to know it's a trap? And when are we going to identify that? And different things like that, you know. And when are we going to know it's time to go? You know that kind of way. So you have to just repeat it, repeat it, repeat. It. And that's the only way. And and you get by in one day. That have a fair idea. You have an idea what you're talking about you know that kind of way I think they've had plenty of good managers club level poor managers etc etc so yeah. I think they have a fair idea early doors whether, whether they're getting to get on board with you or not and did you have to talk to them about that when you came in and said this is so and here's the thing I don't want to pigeonhole you and say you, you made the point that you don't just play this way yeah. you've got to play loads of different ways depending on the opposition but um, when we're in the big games against the, the top tier teams we actually have the footballers who are going to be able to trust yourself to get the ball like Xavi you're going to get the ball somebody's going to be up your hole but you're going to be able to keep control of it because we trust you as a footballer yeah. you have to have that conversation with them to say this is their plan or do you just kind of let it evolve over a period of time it evolves over a period of time and watching video analysis is the key because you can look at what other teams are doing well look at what other teams are doing poorly more so against top teams and they just keep giving them oxygen and keep giving them life all the time and then you just wonder why let's get demoralised because they just have chasing shadows the whole time and you can make a really good football look very average but just not keeping the ball away from them you know that kind of way and, yeah. and, and, and ultimately as I said to you they didn't want to come to the party so what were we going to do you know that kind of way what were we going to do like, I was very you know we were in complete and utter control again but we were complete and utter control as, uh, last Saturday and we didn't see it out complete and utter control against Dublin and we didn't see it out so while it's fine it, it, it works to a point Jared. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not the answer like you know did you feel like the narrative was because it was a Roscommon say for example you know if it was one of those tier teams like you say Armagh, Monaghan Cork, whoever that did this, that they get criticised. But if it's a Dublin or Kerry that do this, they're they're geniuses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People, the, the upstart, you know, it's the upstart. It's like if you go to the you go to the door of the nightclub and the bouncer says to you, um, "Regulars only," and it's my first time here, lads. How do I become a regular if you don't let me in? You know that kind of way. So people don't. <laughs> how much change do people really want? Chain in life, you know that kind of way. When you said there that uh, it's not the answer because we couldn't see it out against those two teams, what what is the answer then? Is it what do you think? There has to be an evolution then evolution and a bit more experience of the plan or you know that version of our plan you know uh, yeah, we, we need more work on it ultimately we're not in an all-Ireland quarter-final because we, we gave the ball away in 72nd minute with, with, under no pressure you know uh, no there's plenty more of it too but that's obviously one, one part of it so uh, it's clearly not rehearsed well enough yet you know that kind of way 
can you train that squeaky bum time? You know, the, the I guess that the last couple of minutes of a game, obviously against Kildare as well, only for Feely's unbelievable high mark catch and kick. Uh, that game goes a different way as well, potentially. But but that, those last few minutes, can you train that 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 sort of pressure where you're dealing with seventy second minute of a game and, and and trying to get over the line? Well, it's all scenario based. We would we would train that every day, and we'd put them in a scenario. Right, lads, we're two points down. There's sixty nine minutes in the clock. We're playing four minutes over, and go and go and dig it out, and and we do that time and time again so you can try it obviously you're trying to imitate it have you the depth of squad to do it you know people are going on about Dublin and their AVBs aren't as strong anymore so you know have we the depth of squad to do it I'm not sure uh, we've a very very strong squad but have we 30 first choice players probably not you know that kind of way so so it's um, it's difficult to train it but you, you ultimately by putting them in the scenarios and, and, and going after it every night and I do think it's it's getting there but I, I haven't actually just to roll back on what I said there if we had just got the job done against Dublin not just got the Dublin but we should have got the job done against Dublin we didn't the Kildare game would have been irrelevant because it would have been a dead rubber. You know, that kind of would have been a dead rubber. So we, we were the top of the group regardless of the outcome of that game. And uh, like that was the one game that we, you know, we, we didn't hit anyone near standards. We weren't good enough whatsoever. If we won three at 26 kickouts, like, sure, where, where are you going at that level? Like, you know, if you don't cut off some sort of a platform of your opposition, you know, you're just not going to be competitive. And I know we kept them to a point, but to be honest with you, if Kildare didn't get two black cards, I think the game was long gone. You know, long, long gone. So uh, you, you go out 5%, 10% off in this game you're in serious trouble what's your biggest learning then from this year as an intercounty manager at this level with a team who you know I don't know if everybody felt like they were competitors like but then with the league the way the league went and the quality of forward play that we were seeing from your forwards it was like uh, so what's your biggest learning as a manager at this level now um, I think we need to get our striker balance probably for next year a bit better in that I think our defence all year held up very very strongly I think we've one of the best defences in the country probably Galway and ourselves were probably the two that were averaging out uh, roughly the best around um, and then ultimately I think our attack play suffered and maybe the, I was a focus when I came in to sort out the defence because in Roscommon defence hadn't been brilliant over the years and I, you know, it was, they, they were the New Orleans Saints of, of, of the GAA they want to outscore everybody so we had to get the balance right and maybe did we tip the balance too far I'm not sure um, um, but yeah, we definitely need to get the balance right on that front. But uh, but I, I I came in here last November and I said it's one of the most exciting jobs. I still absolutely hold that strong. Um, we need to get more consistency. Now we've we've gone from being you know up and down to a very consistent team, but still we, we, you know the Kildare game we weren't consistent. Monaghan in the league we were very poor, and then um, you know for long periods last weekend we were decent. So we you need, we need to do away with these with these up and down performances. But we are getting there. There's absolutely no doubt we're getting there, and uh, ultimately. Ultimately, you have to have to be very, very consistent, Joe. Must be happy with the the, the, I mean, the way in which that league campaign started. You mentioned the Monaghan game, but those three games before that, you know, Tyrone, Galway, Armagh, like the performances were were just brilliant and at that point you're thinking well, the sky's the limit here with this with yeah. this team yeah we all were yeah and then we turned up to Clonus and got a good tanking off your boys Shane so um, <laughs> uh, so yeah we were very much yeah, the, the bubble was popped very quickly but again it's like anything you go probably a bit ahead of themselves you know three wins in a bounce division one thinking you know and, and, and it's probably a subconscious thing really like you know but uh, and then get brought down to earth fairly handy but um, yeah so 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 uh, but the world is like they're so exciting this bunch and they're sponges they will do anything for you and they listen to everything and like you were saying Jer, how does it take you to get them get them on board 
they've all had the best they've all had not great fellas they know when right I'm heading for 29 now I've got two three good years left to me and in the county level I like what I'm hearing here let's go and do this you know that kind of way where people aren't stupid anymore you know that kind of uh, can I ask you about Tony Smith I, I didn't I didn't realise he was quite the footballer he is I, I don't know is there something different this year maybe, maybe I just, I've seen more of him because the way the championship structured is actually better to uh, yeah. allow us to see but the equaliser that he kicked against Kildare like if you'd drawn that game mm. I just it was incredible Enda Smith Enda Smith sorry sorry Enda Enda oh Jesus lads he is a serious serious footballer as good as I've ever worked with him as good as I ever will work with him he's as good as there is in Ireland there's absolutely no doubt about it he, uh, he's a phenomenal talent his, his speed his pace his strength his leadership left and right foot Jeez, I'd say he could be a professional soccer player I think that was you know just fell out at all and what a fella as well brilliant fella never misses a minute training uh, real leader in the squad was captain there for two years previously uh, oh, top top class did you know that there was that level of talent that uh, you were going to be able to unlock in a way around a structure that was going to give them the freedom to progress in, in Enda or in Holat? In, in, in Roscommon you were going. Ah, yeah. Well, well as I said sure, before I even met any of them, I was sitting in the studio and I said how exciting it was. So, yeah, I, uh, absolutely. And there's a lot of teams being held back by lack of structure and lack of balance and lack of setup and maybe tactical now, so different things. So, so absolutely, these guys were going to be no different. And, and then the young books, Ben O'Carroll and Dara Craig and these lads and Connor Carroll and Dylan O'Han and Keith Doyle, they're all smashing young fellas coming through now as well who've given the older books the little rattle that they needed. They needed to be shaken up. It was the same 17 who were going to play every week and that was it. So, and uh, now they now there's 24 who are going to play every week and it's either come to the party or don't lads and if you don't come to the party you don't play and uh, they all know that and that's probably why they had a decent year but decent yeah yeah. it's probably been highlighted to you as I think you said when you were in in November as well you, as you say it was very early days but six, you pulled up to a petrol station or filling station somewhere in Roscommon and someone was banging on your window wanting to talk about football straight away it's obviously a county like I live with a Roscommon man as well so I know how like, feverish they are about football um, has that been transpired across the year because clearly it's it's a county that just lives and breathes it oh yeah oh, they've really taken me back I'm, I'm, I'm They've really uh, shook me this year. I couldn't. I've never experienced any level of enthusiasm or support like it. They were phenomenal, and have still are to this day. Phenomenal people. Um, the support are crazy about football, and that is sort of the players. And simple as that. So is the county board. The county board are a special bunch of people. They're they're literally a bunch of supporters. That's what they are. They are brilliant. Uh, I pick up the phone to them and be like friends with the chairman. Like you know, as in it's just the relationship. I'd say is very unique relationship. Uh, they're really. And I'm I'm very conscious of letting the players know this in that what they have the setup they have and we have is not the setup that's in every county in, in the country you know and, and I'm making sure them players realize that because you know players can be very quick to point fingers and give out about A B C and D but uh, when something's going well I, I'm very quick to let them know too. So it sounds like you're there for the long haul. Well, I'm there for now anyway, yes. So, so I'll certainly be uh, in pre-season in a few months' time, Jer. So, uh, yeah, and, and, and as I said, I'm enjoying it. So I mean, I suppose it, it feels like you've found a home for now. Because sometimes you go to a job and you have a bit of success straight away and it's like, uh, you, you don't have to say the things you've just said, for example. You know, you could come in and just talk about the season was gone and then, like, you know, uh, it doesn't sound like you're just there because that was the job, that was the opportunity and you're just doing it at the moment. It feels like you've found a kindred, kindred spirits. 
I'm an honest fella though too Jar. I probably get myself into trouble with my honesty sometimes so that's uh, uh, probably why you boys like me so um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah no no I, I don't have to say it but I believe it and I firmly believe that these are brilliant people to work with and there's three parties the management the county board and the players and I think three of us getting on very well so absolutely uh, why why would you go you know anywhere else and, and change that um, you know or unnecessarily you know that kind of way so uh, absolutely I'm, I'm very happy what I'm doing for now um, yeah it's also like, like you know, it's, it's like the Formula One example where there are only literally twenty seats on the grid, so it's such a unique position. There are only eight managerial positions in Division One mm. uh, every year, and, and like I think you had said that November as well, you wanted a top tier job, and just to be in one of those positions. And it's coming again in Division One next year, by the way, with Dublin and Derry coming back up, so it's going to be feverish next year. But oh, but to have one of those jobs must be personally so satisfying. Well, it is. I, you know, ultimately you want to see are you good enough? Are you up to it? And you know that's that's simple as it, and I don't know. Yeah, we haven't didn't make an all-around quarter-final. Like mid Division One is great, but we weren't good enough to make a quarter-final. So uh, I'm very much still road testing myself here to find out am I good enough, and, and are my players good enough, and are we doing the right things? And certainly we're making ground. I've no doubt about it, we're making ground, but it's still a huge disappointment this weekend. There's all the talk about the provincial championships, and when you think back to that win over Mayo in Casabar in the rain. Um, like, was the focus and will the focus next year be on winning a, a Connacht title or is it completely irrelevant where you're just concentrating essentially on staying in Division 1 getting to as far as you can in the All-Ireland series or have the provinces taken a, a bit of a backseat I think I would have said the province had taken a back seat a month ago or six weeks ago but I think whoever comes out this year of the All-Ireland Series everyone will try copy that template I think because it's very very difficult none of us knew how to periodise this year or what to do because it's the first year so there's not anyone who comes on and tells you they're an expert and they've done A, B and C I don't believe it whatsoever because you, you, so every game in Division 1 is absolute chaos it's, it's full on full tilt you can't take your foot off the gas so you must go after every one of them and then you, know, then you go into your Connacht Championship and you <laughs> we'd stacked into one side of the draw this year you know and go out just beat Mayo there and then just beat Galway and I'm best like Jesus Christ <laughs> you know what I mean like so uh, we got fairly hard done by this year in that regard but uh, look it is what it is so and then you have to go in and play Dublin your first group game in Crow Park like you know so but don't get me wrong that's why I'm here that's what I want to do we, we want these challenges you know so uh, uh, I can't answer next year I need to when this year's over sit down and go literally go through it line for line okay Kerry done this Dublin done this Roscommon done this Cork done this what is the answer that I think is the best version for next year meet my S&C coach and I go right let's plan our load here because is there a significant difference in, in how much load you would have had say uh, say for example you knew that you were going to have Mayo season where you were going to have one game in Connacht irrespective of the result you were going to have one game and then you're going to have a period of time is there a significant difference between getting the team ready for that one off and then having the, the taper down and the taper back up to get ready for a group stage is it, is it huge like oh it's huge oh, is it's, it oh, it's huge yeah it's a significant difference because when you're going week to week your, your, your level of preparation is zero really you're just recovery you're just recovery week to week but when you've got one target which we had this year and maybe it was right maybe it was right Wrong. Did it cost us in the long run? I don't know. I have to look back at all this type of stuff. You know, we ultimately the lads were. We knew we'd Easter Sunday. We knew we were going to McHale Park, and the lads fancied a right good cut off. You know that kind of way, and ultimately we won the game. Um, but but did it cost us down the road? I, I don't know. I don't answer that. Uh, but we will dig in. We will find out um, um, if we. 
because there's no way Mayo didn't also have that circle and go, we're going to go for this too. Do you know, like, <laughs> but, but the, with Kevin McSaid, the, <laughs> the repercussions are that if you lose, you do actually then have this incredible soft landing with the pillow to go, oh, we've got five weeks here to prepare for the next yeah. thing. Sometimes it can be too long. I, I'm not a big fan of five or six weeks to myself. Two or three weeks would do me lovely. And okay. I, I do that's one thing that needs to maybe change with the new structure is. We've two minutes left with you. I yeah. did want to ask you about double Mayo and what you think is going to happen because it's this kind of fascinating where we're not quite sure where the dubs are. Um, we don't know how they've been periodizing. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, but what do you think? Where, where are they? I, I think the dubs come down to two lads this year: Owen Merchant and Jack McCaffrey. Because without them, they've struggled for pace, big time, big time. And when they struggle for pace, they they become less supreme than they are. So uh, the two guys have struggled for for form. They've struggled for fitness this year. They haven't played very much football. So I, if the two boys are on the field for seventy minutes against against Mayo, I can see Dublin winning the game. Uh, if they're not, I, I can see Dublin struggling because uh, I think pace is something they're not blessed with at the minute. And when you take them two boys out, they're they're in big bother. Right? think the only thing I will say is everyone's talking about Mayo struggling against blanket defence and they, they, they do they, you know it's, it's there Dublin don't play that way they don't play that way they, they might set up like everyone else with 13-40 men behind the ball but they want to come out and attack and if they come out and attack that Mayo team I think their athleticism like we've seen in Killarney could, could hurt that Dublin team right, so, kind of so if you're Desi you're like let's not try and be ourselves let's be something mm. make it a six all game at half time and then but that Dublin team won't do that that's the problem because there's you're asking me how do I sell a product to my players he can't go into that dressing room and, and go say Let's, we have to respect Mayo too much and, and go in and play a certain style of football that doesn't suit us to stop right. Mayo playing he can't sell that to Brian Fenton not a danger can he do that okay. so uh, so they're going to go toe to toe and they're either going to if they have their speedsters on the field they win if they're without even one of them I can't see them winning mm. alright okay uh, that's, that's interesting because like, in fairness if you are Fenton and and McCarthy, you're like, ah, oh, lads, we've got six All Irelands, exactly, you know, or eight. Yeah, let's go you for know. it. Yeah, you know, that kind of yeah. what, what we've got let's to do. Let's with our boots on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're not probably feeling as bad as a few Rossies today. Like you know, that no. kind of way. Like or the Kildare supporters. Yeah, or the yeah. Kildare supporters. Yeah. Can, can I very briefly ask you about yeah. the? Uh, we, I mentioned the Kevin Feely attacking mark, and I guess that's how the attacking mark is supposed to be used. But uh, it, it's not always used like that. Let's no, be honest. No. What, are, what are your thoughts on on that as a rule? Oh, that's a terrible rule. That's we're rewarding fellas for fifteen, twenty meter kick pass. Sometimes less they get blown for. Uh, this terrible rule. You know w- w- why are we rewarding top class intercounty footballers? In fairness to the Kevin Feely one, Daniel Flynn kicked the ball from outside the forty five, and Feely was inside the fourteen or wherever he was, somewhere around that. So that was a good and overhead catch. I can understand if they, if that was the rule we wanted to continue with. I'd be happy with that. A thirty, forty meter kick pass and an overhead catch inside the fourteen yard line. I could go with that now. Mm. I can work with that. These fifteen yard dinks around blanket defences are rubbish, absolute rubbish. And why are we reward and top class footballers to do that and we're taking goal chances out of the game I don't care what anyone says against Loud I was sitting the stand watching Dublin very very closely and Conor Callaghan twice had the opportunity to go by the full back he didn't he put the hand up and tapped the ball out of the bar sure that's sad lads. we're here for competition we're here for goals we're here to, for excitement no no you're, you're ruining the sport yeah, not yeah. the mark it's not the mark yet, <laughs> Did you, yeah, you, you, missed, you didn't get the memo yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously not on the right WhatsApp groups yeah. Davey good stuff thanks a million for joining us cheers and uh, congratulations what, like, it, was, it was a good season I think um, mm. certainly very and see what happens next year. Best of luck with it. Thanks, Thanks, David. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.